Hi, this is Raphael Postsussman of the Center for Court Innovation. This podcast is part of a series we are doing with people seeking to curb violence and improve access to public health for at-risk minority youth as part of the Minority Youth Violence Prevention Initiative. The initiative is a partnership of the Office of Minority Health at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services at the U.S. Department of Justice that encourages collaboration among public health organizations, law enforcement agencies, and community-based groups. Our podcast series highlights innovative approaches at the nine demonstration sites that have received funding under the program. This is Raphael Pope-Sussman with the Center for Court Innovation, and in today's podcast, I'm speaking with Cheryl Sams, director of the Youth Intercept Program, an anti-violence program in Chatham County, Georgia, operated by the Chatham County District Attorney's Office in partnership with Memorial Health University Medical Center, the Chatham County Public Schools, and other local justice system agencies. Youth Intercept provides educational services and referrals to public health services to at-risk youth particularly black males between the ages of 10 to 18. This podcast focuses on how Youth Intercept has adapted the hospital-based violence intervention model to meet the needs of Chatham County, including the program's development of a school-based element to serve youth in the Chatham County Public Schools. Cheryl, thank you for speaking with me today, and welcome. So what is Youth Intercept? Youth Intercept is basically a violence intervention program we work first to assist individuals who actually come in the hospital between the ages of 12 and 25 to break the cycle of violence first to encourage positive interactions in the community to assist in decreasing the amount of retaliation in our community as well as reoffenses and readmissions to the hospital. The other aspect of that is the prevention piece where we are working with individuals in our school system, kids in our school system between the ages of 12 and 20 who are having behavioral issues or truancy issues or any of those things that may be a concern to the school system as far as teachers or social workers as well as parents that may be alarming to them that there's a possibility of those children actually committing crimes or getting into trouble. So we work with them to actually develop positive self-esteem and give them other avenues of engagement in the community that are positive. So the Youth Intercept Program has received funding under the Minority Youth Violence Prevention Initiative, which is really focused on partnerships between law enforcement and public health. I was wondering if you could talk about how that model fits into the work that is being done at Youth Intercept. We are, with the District Attorney Office, of course, it is a law enforcement entity. And what we do is, instead of trying to put people behind bars, we're trying to keep them out, particularly with our youth. Just being able to work together to change the way that our young people think about law enforcement. Typically, as they are growing, they get this 
negative impression of law enforcement and they think that we're there to harm them. However, with this partnership, we're able to create healthy relationships between the two. So it really works well. So your program is based on the hospital-based violence intervention model that was created by Youth Alive in Oakland. I was wondering if you could talk about how the model works at Youth Intercept and how you've adapted it for your jurisdiction. Really, it works hand-in-hand, pretty much the same. We are at a hospital. We are at Memorial University Medical Center. We have a collaboration with them, and we are able to, you know, work directly in the hospital. Our office is located 100 feet away from the ER, which allows us to respond immediately to victims of violent intentional injuries. They allow us to have pagers, So we have pagers on us at all times, and at that point, any time a victim of a violent intentional injury actually is seen in the ED, we get a page letting us know that that person is there, and it gives specific information like the age and race of the individual as well as the type of injury. So we are able to respond immediately. In addition to that, we work with the medical staff, the trauma staff, which actually contacts us as well. So we are allowed to, well, we are able to work with them, you know, immediately within a 24-hour period, just depending on the type of injury they have. We also work with their family members if there's a situation where the injured person party cannot talk at that time. We, We are at the hospital waiting to talk to family members to get pertinent information so that we can able to move forward with that client. Once we have contact with the client or family member, we basically offer them uh, what we call Georgia Crimes Compensation, which allows them an opportunity to have their hospital bills paid up to $15,000, as well as counseling. If the person is working, it allows them economic support for a reimbursement of $10,000. And in the event that that person expires, Georgia Crimes Compensation can actually pay up to $6,000. So we inform either the family member or the injured party about the resources that are available to assist. And then we inform them about our Youth Intercept Program and what services we can provide. And upon leaving the hospital, we set up an appointment with them to then work with them on a case management plan. So in the original Youth Alive model, there was not a school-based component. And I know that's something that District Attorney Heap brought in when she came into office. So I'm wondering how your office thinks that fits into the model. Well, I would say that with the data that we collected over the years with the hospital-based portion of the program, we saw that there was a lot of the victims that had some of the same background information, such as, you know, truancy issues in school and the reason why they actually dropped out of school. You know, so there were certain risk factors that we saw that led us to the school system. So we felt there was a need to reach out to the schools and say, hey, let's get this program started so that we can prevent other youth from coming into the hospital if we work on the side of eliminating the issues that they have on the front end so that they don't end up in the hospital or perhaps deceased. And 
What are the results you've seen? I would say definitely we're we're having a huge success rate in the sense that we actually had about 1% um, of the individuals that we are working with to actually commit a reoffense. However, we're seeing that there is an increase in their education levels as well as their truancy rates. So they're staying in school, they're enrolled into positive after-school activities and are able to increase their their academic scores. So we're seeing that that has been a, a positive thing. So I'm wondering how you're measuring outcomes. Well, with with our school-based program, we measure the individual at intake. So we're looking at their their grades at intake and we compare it to their exit as well as a midpoint of achievement and also looking at their truancy, you know, rate, how how many days they actually missed during, you know, when they entered our program, where were they at and where are they now? So we document changes in behavior as well as during life skills, we do pre and post exams to determine if they're actually learning from the life skills that we're teaching. With the hospital-based program, we measure whether those individuals have actually received certain services like mental health counseling and if they actually did not have a job and now they have a job or if they weren't enrolled in school and now they are enrolled in school. So those are some of the things that we look at. And also if there's has been a re-offense or a re-injury and also looking at mental health. And have you partnered with uh, any sort of research organization? We are actually working with Georgia Southern University and so there I think it's the criminal justice department that will actually work directly with us to gather data to be able to do it you know in a research-based form. Fantastic well thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you I certainly appreciate it it's been delightful. This has been Raphael Pope-Sussman with the Center for Court Innovation, and I've been speaking with Cheryl Sams, the director of Youth Intercept. For more information on the Center for Court Innovation, visit www.courtinnovation.org.